Welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast, the show that helps runners and athletes in running-based sports transform the way they run. Here's your host, Tyson Popplestone. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Relaxed Running Podcast. I am your host, Tyson Popplestone. Thanks so much for being here for another week. I can't believe how close we are to episode 200 now. We're really creeping up towards it. That four and a half years has gone, or four years, has gone incredibly quick. Had some great guests on here. This show is brought to you by Precision Fuel and Hydration. If you don't know these guys yet, I'm surprised because I'm banging on about them all the time. These guys are the unique way to personalize your hydration plan. Not everyone sweats the same way. Not everyone loses as much of the same stuff when they sweat. Make sure that you've got your fueling and hydration plan teed up for you as an individual. To find out more, do their free sweat test. Get 15% off all of their products by using the link that I've added in the show notes to this episode. But for today, I wanted to introduce you to one of the athletes that I coach. His name is David Wilkes. Been working together now for a year and a half, and he reached out to me with the hopes that in about three years, we could start running some uh, uh, much quicker times. Three years was an interesting time frame. We get into that in a little more detail in this episode. I think Dave's a great example of what consistency and patience can do in your running performance. By no means are we anywhere near his peak in his performance, but just the progress that he's made over the last 18 months has been really inspiring to me. I know it'll be inspiring to you. So hope you enjoy it. He's coming up to Falls Creek with us in December this year. If you haven't got your ticket yet, we've still got a few spaces available hit the link in the description once again to check out our Falls Creek running camp. But for now, welcome to the show for the very first time, Mr. David Wilksh. Man, as I, as I just said to you, I think one of the, one of the main reasons I was excited to um, get you on the show is that there's a few reasons really, but I, I think the main one is so many athletes. And I mean, you just told me, and I've been in this category from time to time as well, that because of our discipline, because of our commitment and the goals that we set, one of the easiest things to do in the world of distance running is to rush the process in a big way. And I often uh, bring your name up with with a number of athletes I, I work with, or even when I've just got people interested in coaching who are dealing with injuries or niggles or little frustrations, they're, they're so keen to get back into it. They might tell me, oh, I used to do 100K a week and I used to do it easy and now I'm at 50Ks and I just feel like I should be somewhere else. There's like a mental pressure, there's a physical pressure, and as a result, there's not much joy coming out of the sport. And so your story is, um, I think, really encouraging to people like that. I know it's even in my own marathon build-up, hearing you speak has been like a, a couple of little bumpers just to go, Tice, hey, rem- practice what you preach. And so I thought um, maybe as a way of introduction, it'd be cool just to hear a little bit of an overview about well, we've been working together for about a year and a half now. I thought maybe the day you made that phone call to suss out whether or not we might be a good fit, I'd love to know where you were at, what you were going through, what your mindset was about the next couple of years build up, because I think that's a really interesting story to to let the audience in on. Yeah, no problem, Tyce. And uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah, really appreciate the opportunity. Um yeah, so when I contacted you, um, yeah, getting cut touch for you know some coaching and that. Um, uh, I guess I was I just sort of come off um, having chronic fatigue and that, and I'd worked my way through that, got to a point where I could uh, 
yeah, build up some training again, um, sort of around that 30K a week mark and that, nothing too crazy. But um, yeah, um, basically I was at that point where I was like, okay, let's, you know, get into some sessions now, probably need a coach and that. And um, yeah, it was just sort of finding I was, um, what would you say, like, I was sort of making a few mistakes in that, like trying to coach myself on my own. Um, and uh, yeah, just thought I'd get in touch and that. And yeah, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, when I did get in touch and that, yeah, like it was um, just sort of with that intention of sort of having a, you know, like a couple year build into some better results, like getting your um, sort of like 10K half marathon and hopefully marathon times down and that. But uh, yeah, just having a lot of time to sort of work into it as opposed to sort of feeling like I needed to rush and that. So Yeah, I remember the phone call pretty pretty clearly. I was standing in the backyard of my old house and I was kind of struck because one of the things that you said to me, which blew my mind and I really liked and I felt like it, it fit in nicely with my philosophy was you weren't necessarily interested in running marathon PBs in 12 months. You're interested in mar- running marathon PBs in, in three years and above. And, and what I like so much about that is all of a sudden any stress, any pressure, um, just any sort of desire that we might feel to rush the process just evaporates and we can think really clearly. Uh, I remember hearing you talk about your chronic fatigue and, and some of the health issues that you'd had. And so I remember sitting there going, okay, well, we've got plenty of time to not only plan training and get a bit of a feel for, for each other. Because I remember one of the, the um, not in, it wasn't an impatience thing, but one of the little wrestles you've got to go through whenever you find yourself working with a new coach. I had four coaches in my athletics, in, in my running career. And there was always just that little bit of sussing each other out at the start. How do, what's their philosophy? How hard do they like me to go? Is this training supposed to be intense? And when you said that, I was like, oh, we're a good fit because, because that's, a, that's a, a good period of time to build up a whole heap of strength, to understand roughly where I'm at, to work together through anything that you like or don't like in the way that we structured the training. But three years was a standout point to me in that conversation because it's, it's such a rare attitude to have. So obviously, you just gave us a bit of an overview of uh, – what your history was with with you know trying to coach yourself and also the chronic fatigue, but in your mind at the time, like why why three years? Why were you thinking three years would be a good period to aim at? Yeah, it's a good question because it's a pretty arbitrary sort of time. Um, uh, basically, the three years or roughly three years um, come about because um, it would have been about maybe about three years earlier to that um, in twenty nineteen. I had a year of just battling health issue after health issue um and yeah basically had yeah everything it all started with basically uh getting a parasite and um yeah it was just sort of you know whole thing of like going through all these different doctors trying to find what was wrong for a start like um you know to start with uh, you know there was the thought that it was basically like a post-viral sort of um fatigue sort of thing and just sort of rest and see how things go and then gradually build into it um, again. But eventually sort of found out through my GP and that, um, that uh, yeah, it was a, a parasite blastocystis um, and that um, just possibly picked up from drinking water and that sort of stuff. Um, and, um, yeah, basically from there it was like a whole thing of like, okay, got to get, you know, 
uh, on top of this and that because I was trying to run throughout the whole sort of deal. And um, actually, I thought at the start of the year, I'm like, oh, I haven't run a marathon like for, for a little bit. Let's, um, you know, let's work towards New York and that. So like I entered New York um, uh, marathon and that at the start of the year. And I was like, all right, we'll keep training. But I was having all these issues with, uh, you know, the, the, the running side of it. But I could still sort of um, build a little bit, you know, like I was getting up to, I don't know, like 17, 18 Ks. And, but I was finding that like if I went that little bit too hard in the, um, like in any of those longer runs, like it would take me like a week to recover, you know, like it's like you flip over sort of, you know, like say get it, get into your 160 odd heart rate sort of level there and it just, yeah, it just it'd take me so long to recover and then that whole thing just got worse and worse as you know the parasite was sort of having its yeah ha, ha, um taking effect i guess and then by the time we actually got got rid of it um and that um yeah like basically I had to get to the point where you're just like yeah new york's not gonna happen this year and uh shelved it and yeah then it was just a yeah bit of a thing of um yeah just trying to yeah get back to health again so i guess once I got got things back on track um, with my health there, it was like, well, um, yeah, let's go for a longer-term plan basically with things. It's such a smart move. And as I said at the outset, like it's no surprise, you know, with, with how many conversations and stuff that we've had now that that was a decision that you've made because like even, even our weekly updates and to hear your thoughts. So just for people listening um, – like whether it's text messages or I try and touch base with, with every athlete that I coach at least once a week. And um, you and I are pretty good. But one thing I enjoy about about yourself is just getting a little end of week review, um, you know, how the week went, how it felt, any niggles, but also a little bit of a plan based on that and, and your thoughts about the, the following week. And that was one thing I always enjoyed about having someone in a coaching role. It was like, it wasn't that I necessarily didn't know what I was doing. I did. And in fact, the the work that they were structuring for me was pretty similar to what I felt like I would come up with for myself. But it was almost just to have someone as a sounding board to to bounce ideas off and to get any feedback. And one thing I always found really interesting was even though a lot of the time I, I knew what the right thing to do was, emotionally, it's always a little bit of a struggle when you start to get invested, when you start to see a little bit of progress. And then you think, okay, I've got a, I've got a little bit of a niggle going on here all right, I'm coaching myself, what I'll do is I'll just push through it, even though I know this is the wrong thing to do and yeah. see how we go. Whereas you had, um, like Adam Diddick was, was a, a great coach for me. He was also a good friend. Uh, he used to go, mate, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, you know that you shouldn't be doing this. And I was like, I, I do. But to have him in that role just to, to pull me up, slap me into place a little bit was really helpful. Uh, like for yourself, when when you say um, you know you were you were coaching yourself, obviously with the knowledge that you have about the sport, um, the structure of the training, I don't imagine would have been too much of a problem for you. Uh, what was the motive in thinking? Okay, I could actually do with some assistance from from a coach, and was it just through the podcast that you you found out that I was doing the coaching? Yeah, it was um, through the podcast I found out about the the coaching side of it. Um, but yeah, I guess the yeah, to answer your question there, it was I had um, a really good coach in the past, um, Bob Campbell Burns and that, um, 
and his partner Sandy um, was just as much as involved uh, as well. And they sort of, um, yeah, we we got in touch sort of would have been almost 10 years ago now. Um, And he basically was like from the outset, I'm going to teach you everything I know Um, and that. And he just had such a good knowledge of like, you know, the, the, like he's a sports scientist and that. So he sort of knew, had a really thorough knowledge of how to train for, you know, all these different distance events and that sort of thing. So um, I sort of had that grounding of knowledge to start with and I sort of knew how beneficial it was just to like have that person in your corner to sort of bounce ideas off and, um, yeah, essentially sort of it just, I sort of found it, um, it sort of like helps you make less mistakes in a way. You know, so like where maybe if you're more emotionally invested um, with it, you might be like, I've got to do this run. Um, and then maybe you didn't need to do it. And then you can get like more of a niggle, potentially an injury, injury down the road. It, it was just, yeah, I've always found that sort of influence a coach has, like it, yeah, particularly with yourself now as well, um, just so beneficial and just holding yourself back that little bit. And so you can sort of, yeah, play that long game and, um yeah just sort of get to your goals just a, I don't know with a few, hopefully a few less bumps in the road yeah I think the beauty um like for everyone listening you're 33 I'm 36 the the beauty with the marathon is um I mean you've got another 12 years up your sleeve to to run really fast times maybe more I mean there's plenty of people over the age of 45 who are still running pbs and I guess depending on when you get involved in the sport it's um you know, even even later than that, like it's it's not news to see people who started in their forties running their fastest time at their fifties for a whole variety of factors. But but uh, to go back to our three year time frame period, which I know, as you say, was arbitrary at the start, but served as a real foundation for getting an understanding of you as an athlete and where you're at. I I'm excited because, and we'll get into this in a minute. But the last three months, it's been really really cool just to see some of the breakthroughs. Um, I would say mentally in your training and also physically with the actual results of the sessions that you're running, um, uh, you know, a couple of the races that you've stepped into, a couple that we've treated as almost a race that combines with a session. Um, that that first 12 months of, of working together was very foundational. And then I think, was it your brother that you had a conversation with and yeah. he was telling you about some of the crazy physical challenges that he was doing and, and something in your mind just clicked and it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to throw our plan out the window, and it definitely wasn't because I would, I would argue that you had 12 months of fairly consistent running, even if it was just, you know, three, sometimes four days a week. But something happened in your mindset. And I remember the phone call where you called me and you're like, all right, I reckon I'm ready to step it up. I've had this conversation. Um, he's doing this crazy stuff. And and from that point, I was really impressed. Just uh, you went out and ran, I think it was Run Melbourne, uh, which was the 10K that yeah, we right, had you scheduled in for. Yeah. There was Run Melbourne. Um, I, I'm getting uh, lost with timeframes, but that must have been about a month and a half or probably two months ago now. Yeah. And it was so interesting and it was exciting for me as a coach because as, as much as I understand the foundation element, um, the three-year plan, it's always nice when you can start to inject a little more structured training into the week rather than like, all right, we'll just go for a long, easy run or a, a slightly shorter, easy run. Once you start to inject a little bit of that speed endurance kind of work in it it feels fun and um 
you went out and ran, was it 37, uh, what was it, 3714? Uh, I think it was 3740, yeah. 3740, I knew there was a four somewhere there. Yeah. But you smashed through that, that 38 barrier. And what was impressive about that, I thought, was like with such little speed work with the plan that we'd had going into it, uh, it, it just a little bit of a spark as to to what another 12 or 18 month worth of work might look like. I thought it'd be cool just to hear a little bit about what that conversation was with your brother and what happened in your mind that said, all right, hey, I'm, I've got a little bit more wiggle room here to, to get some more out of the tank. Yeah, another good question. Um, yeah, so um, basically, yeah, I had this um, chat with my brother, Tony, who lives in New Zealand, um, and um, he sort of through the COVID years over there, he, was, he wasn't like a runner or anything like that. But um, he got right into like running and triathlon and that, and just the bug bit pretty hard, basically. Um, and um, yeah, he just does it for the pure fun of just, you know, the event, doing the distance and that. Whereas like I've always been like probably um, it's just a little bit more competitive. Like I'm always like, yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of um, slightly different take on it, I guess. But um, I was sort of having this, yeah, chat with him and um, he was saying how it's like, oh, yeah, I've done like this 50K ultra and now I want to do like a 70K and work towards 100 and stuff like that. Um, and something about the way he was saying that, it just sort of made me think about my approach a little bit because I guess just with my background, um, like I was sort of big on just like, yeah, having that structure. Like I sort of was like, okay, well, you know, you need like, a decent amount of base first before you want like to race well on that. Um, so, and, and then I was like, you know, it's like base and then a little bit of speed work and then, then race sort of thing. But I just sort of thought like, why can't I do the same thing? You know, like just drop the structure slightly, like, yeah, obviously like say not being, you know, stupid or anything like that, but um, just, yeah, get back into it for that, that, pure fun of it basically yeah yeah it's good that fun element it's amazing that we so often get involved in it for the fun element and then really quickly when we start over complicating so many of the little factors and you know dealing with you know in your instance parasites or illness can be really frustrating really quickly so yeah it's nice to have those little breakthrough moments um just for for uh, everyone listening like it'd be really cool just to hear a, a little bit about how training's been going recently because i know on a personal level that's been really impressive to see some of the sessions that you're doing there in Ballarat with the crew that you've got involved in. But um, like if you had to contrast the training that we started with to where you're at now, like what are some of the standout changes from your perspective? Um, I guess the main thing has just been, it's just been really, yeah, really good to see the progression, like just in the sessions, like I haven't done heaps of sessions so far, but just particularly in some of them threshold runs and that sort of thing, just, it just seems like I'm always improving, you know, like you know, chunks of time each session. So, um, like, obviously, you know, it's not like I'm building up from scratch, like from a beginner level, but so you sort of, you've been there before, but, um, yeah, it's just encouraging to see that again. Cause I guess I'm just finding particularly in the sessions and then the, the, the couple races I've done, like, um, yeah, it's just such a confidence booster when you're just running fast and that, like, you know, you get that or fast, 
you know, for me, I guess. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just that, yeah, a little bit of extra confidence boost basically. Yeah. And the body's feeling good out there. Like, yeah, you seem to be absorbing the sessions really well. Yeah. That's the other thing I'm like really happy about. Like it just seems like, um, yeah, I'm adapting yeah fairly well to things and that. So yeah, it, I can, yeah, we can just sort of like, um, go from week to week and yeah, hopefully just keep building on that consistency and just yeah, see where it leads basically. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me hearing the different approaches. You mentioned your old coach was very scientific based. Um, my old coach and my oldest coach who was 79 at the time I started training with him, Joe Carmody was his name. Uh, he passed away back in 2005 now, but when I went to train with him, I was I was so amazed. Uh, firstly, because he reminded me of Steve Prefontaine's old coach, and I, I saw him running at the back uh, of the athletics track, doing like fifteen seconds for a hundred with beautiful technique. At the age of like seventy nine, eighty, he was just yeah. rolling around. He looked unreal. But I, I mentioned all that to say he was um, though he had like a he would have like an entry level understanding of the science behind what he did. He was very old school. He was a little bit of a Percy Serity approach where a lot of it was based on feel, a lot of it was based on effort level. Um, and there was very little talk about uh, heart rate. There was very little talk about whether it was zone one, two, three or whatever. It was just, all right, we're going to do this at about a six out of 10 effort level. And I would say he had a huge influence on me as a, as a young athlete and I really gelled well with his coaching style. And as a result, I think that if you looked at the way that I structured training program, there's little, uh, though, I mean, I had a really good conversation with with Owen Everett, an Irish uh, physiotherapist who, who might have changed my heart on this a little bit. But I'd, I'd done very little work that was around heart rate. Um, and I, I based a lot of the sessions on, effort level i mean it's a whole nother conversation we can go into i'll link the episode below for for people who want to hear me live having uh <laughs> having my foundation beliefs around um threshold runs challenged but i like the idea that you have that as a as a foundation and i always i say all that to say that it's interesting that relationship i i feel there's a a lot of times athletes who seem more rooted in the science-based get a lot of benefit from athletes who uh, may be a little like my old coach or, or myself. So one of them's data-driven, the other one's a little more feel-based. And together, I feel like they complement each other. Like my wife and I are completely different people, but somehow it works well because she sees what I don't and I see what she doesn't. And when she's serious, I can be fun and vice versa. Um, would you say that uh, you, you strike me more as a, a data-inspired kind of guy, despite the fact that our conversations, you're very in touch with, you know, where you're at physically, emotionally and things like that. You just, you seem like a guy who would really appreciate that, that scientific approach to what it is that you're doing. That's not really a question as much as it's um, just a leading statement to, to hear your thoughts on that, because I, I haven't really asked you that question before. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a really good point. Like, I, I guess it sounds like you're talking like about like the art and, the, the science aspect of it of training um and it's a great way to put it yeah um yeah so i guess yeah and and like what you're saying too about um just like yeah you can be over in one camp and then the other camp sort of complementing each other like yeah really agree with that as well because um yeah i guess 
one of the pitfalls a little bit of going completely scientific on on things um like going more that route is that yeah you, you can um yeah you, you can lose that feel for it like just that you know you can sort of forget like why you're doing it a little bit like you know just you know it is a fun thing at the end of the day when it is going well um so yeah just having that balance yeah like it's it's really good um in that sense so and that was yeah definitely another element as to why I got in touch with, with you on that um because yeah like it was sort of like sort of that chapter of sort of the um the sports science sort of coaching and that sort of thing like I felt like I'd um yeah I'd been involved in that side of it for a fair while and it was yeah just really exciting to try something different basically yeah and in and around your running you've you've obviously got a, a real interest in yoga and I should know the word for some of the uh, practices that you've you've done by now but I'm, I'm blanking on it what are some of the other things that you're doing in and around the running training which have, have been beneficial to to well I guess not just your running but just to your to your life as a whole at the moment yeah so um yeah yoga is obviously one of those as as well so like I, was, I guess I'm fairly big on the um what do you say like you've got the running training but then the stuff around it that helps um yeah just like minimizing eagles and you know just it's sort of like maintenance sort of stuff in a way um so yeah sort of really big on sort of like yeah yoga pilates um yeah even a bit of water running as well like i know a lot of runners don't tend to like that but I tend to find it just works so well, um, particularly like say after a big Sunday long run or a race and that sort of thing, just, um, yeah, just like find it really beneficial for like tendons and ligaments and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So just, yeah, I've sort of started it with, with Bob um, and that cause he was recommending it and really like his, inf- his, his and Sandy's influence is like, a big part of where I'm at today like I wouldn't really um I guess probably be training the way I am without their help you know because yeah a lot of that influence like with the the yoga and all those sort of one percenters um sort of come from them they're sort of saying like I can see there's a benefit to this like do you want to try it basically and that and yeah each time I was just like yeah let's give it a go and um yeah just keep seeing the benefits from it so yeah obviously just keep doing it yeah, I reckon Pilates, and I spoke to John Quinn about this, so my opinions are a little biased based on the fact he was so confident in it. Uh, Pilates, I, I think, is one of the most overlooked areas of, of strength for runners um, that seems to be constantly overlooked. And I've had Alice Bakey on here a couple of times, who's obviously got a great YouTube channel, um, great classes online that you can do. Another one that I really enjoy is a, a, an Australian chick on YouTube just called Move with Nicole. and She's got hundreds of videos up there now, um, a huge following. Like I think 2 million people are on her channel and it's no surprise that classes are so challenging. I think she's got a background in ballet or dance and it's mind-blowing because I spend and have done for the last few years now, I do three days in the gym, fairly standard gym structure. You know, like I'm following the Andrew Huberman method at the moment, which is like torso one day, legs another day. Uh, But I've, I've just recently mixed it up. And I've alternated one of my more whole body sessions in the gym with a, a Pilates session, like a 45 minutes Pilates session. And it constantly blows my mind how hard I find some of the movements 
and that balance of trying to combine the movement with breath. And there's just, if, if you want to have, if you're a big tough guy or girl and you want to just have highlighted all the points of weakness that still exist in your body, <laughs> jump on and do a 30-minute or a 20-minute Pilates session. Because when did I do it? What are we today? Wednesday. I did a session on, on Monday and I was, I was, this is like my study at the back of the house. I was in here, had the computer on doing the class and I was laughing at the fact that there was just about three or four moves. I just, by the time I got to the end of the movement, I just couldn't do it. My leg wouldn't stay in the air and my glutes were giving way. And I thought, gee, this is the ultimate compliment to like a bodyweight sport like running. Uh, how often are you doing Pilates? Um, at this stage, just once a week, but yeah, getting all that sort of same sort of feedback you're getting in a way, like it just, yeah, I just find like it has this way of really exposing like where you're weak and that, um, in terms of strength and, and that. Um, so yeah, I think cause I, I yeah, did a session last week and there's a few times there where you just like, it almost feels like a session, you know, you're like, you're breathing that hard and you're like, I, don't, I can't do anymore and, and that sort of thing. And you just like, it's. Yeah, it's just it's just weird because like on the outside, I always thought like, oh, you want to get stronger, you go to the gym and that sort of thing, which is obviously really valid as well. But um, yeah, like I just didn't realize how how much um, like a Pilates session can really bust you up, you know, in that sense, you know. It's unbelievable. So from your perspective, where where would you like to see? Um, I don't know if you've got any time based goals in your mind at the moment, but say uh, David Wilkes in five years from now, uh, marathon best time next to your name. Have, have you got any idea of what kind of times you'd like to be running? Yeah, it's it's hard to say because it's like, I guess what I find a lot is like, um, say I'll be training at whatever level I'm at and then based off that a certain time's achievable. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, as it stands right now, I've done two marathons around that um, three-hour 30 mark. Um, but, yeah, the first one was a classic sort of like go out, try and go sub three, and then just blow up towards the end. Yeah. So um, I believe that, like, yeah. you, you had one of it like that as well. I was I was going to save the audience uh, the story again because <laughs> thousands of people who were so sick of hear, hearing me bitch about my marathon experience. Um, but yes, you're right. For any new listeners, uh, I mean, I can tag you in it, but I had a classic example of a marathon like Dave just explained. Um, it was uh, any person in their right mind would never come back to train for a marathon, which probably says more about me, the fact that I'm a... Uh, I'm right back on board and, and, and getting ready. But it's amazing what five years uh, of time can do. It can make you forget all that pain <laughs> and all that yeah. humiliation. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's exciting. I think I think three and a half hours is is definitely no representation of, of the talent that you have. So, I mean, uh, eventually once we get to it, I'm – I'm very confident we'll, we'll whack through that three-hour barrier. I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, we went for our first run together just the other day, which is uh, I guess it's both the beauty and the what, what would you call it? Not the curse, but it's the two ends of the spectrum of working online. I mean, it's great that we can talk together on a regular basis, but 
I've got athletes. You're, uh, you and another guy called Brock are, are the only ones that I have uh, within like an hour and a half drive, mm. <laughs> which is um, I, I still haven't caught up with Brock, but it was nice to get out there and have a run and a, a chat with you and a coffee in person the other day. But, um, yeah, running along, you, you get a bit of a sense for, for a person's natural ability and just the way that they move. And it was it was cool because we hadn't done any technique work or anything together yet. Um, yeah, so it was cool just to see, like, a little bit of rhythm that you'd developed. And as we were running along, I was thinking, oh, okay, like, it's, he's got some serious potential to work with. So, man, I would, I would love to, um, I would love to, you know, in five years' time, start looking at that that uh, 230s numbers and, and beyond because I reckon there's uh, there's some huge potential. But obviously, I mean, a, a few things we've got to get right, make sure we get the consistency, keep that consistency going, which you've just ticked pretty much every week since uh, since we've been working together. So, I mean, yeah, the world's our, our oyster in terms of uh, marathon performance and half marathon. I mean, far out. It just depends where we where we target our our focus. But I reckon that marathon gets me excited when uh, when your name is brought up. Yeah, definitely. And like, as I was explaining to you last week over coffee and that, um, yeah, like I've always been someone that's probably more suited to that endurance end of things. Um, so yeah, like obviously want to target the marathon side of it, but yeah, for a start, try and go sub three and then just keep, um, yeah, um, trying to get quicker from there basically and that. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, guys, I've got to let you know, um, if you're watching this, it'll be no surprise to you. He's a good-looking bloke. He's going to be at the Falls Creek Camp with us this year as well. So if you are, if you are interested, we've still got a couple of spots left for this Falls Creek. We haven't, we haven't had much luck the last couple of years. Last year, the road, as you know, Mount Beauty collapsed, and uh, it was pretty much shut down for a whole season. So I'm, I've just got my fingers crossed. I'm saying some prayers that <laughs> this year all goes well. So if you're out there, you've heard about the Falls Creek Camp, you're either a runner or from a running-based sport, come and come and join us. We've got a, another girl coming down from Queensland. We've got a bloke coming up from Gippsland. We've got, we've got plenty of people. So we, uh, we reckon we'll probably max out at about 10. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the more the merrier, I reckon. It should be, should be fun. I know it's still a few months away, but I'm, I'm starting to get, get excited for that little, uh, little getaway. Yeah, I certainly am too. Like, uh, um, yeah, just be the best getting up there for a few few days and, um, yeah, just do a lot of running and, yeah, everything you have planned in between. So, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. If you're ready to become a faster, more efficient runner, visit www.relaxedrunning.com 